Hey, Alex here, and you're listening to another episode of the Market Adventures podcast. Happy Saturday. Today, we're going to talk about the alternatives, two alternatives to day trading that work a lot better at earning income over time and also building wealth. But before we start, make sure you get entered into the $50 Amazon gift card giveaway. Go to marketadventures.co slash giveaway to enter. The drawing is on June 15th. Now, if you brought a buddy with you today to listen to this episode, great. Make sure to listen to yesterday's episode first before they tune in today because it'll give it more context. If you didn't bring a buddy, go get a buddy. And now you listen to the episode. We're going to talk about those two alternatives, which are swing trading and position trading. Enjoy the episode. So the first one is swing trading. This is also not considered investing. Investing involves building equity. But as we spoke about, day trading doesn't satisfy this either, right? But this technique has more upside and less risk in the income generation department. You can also turn profits into free equity with swing trading if you decide to, instead of taking in that money, you hold on to some free share. So for example, uh, when I was up big on Fisker, right, ticker symbol FSR, it's a um, EV play. When I was up big on Fisker for my swing trading, instead of taking the profits uh, back in cash from my cash balance, I actually sold my initial investment and kept free shares of the company, right? So all of my shares are actually covered by the profits that I got from selling part of that position, right? So there's a benefit of swing trading. Now, this technique involves holding a position for days, weeks, or even months, Now, price targets from swing trades are typically larger, right? More to the magnitude of 2 to 10, meaning you're willing to risk 2% to make 10%, right? 2% is a pretty standard risk for most investors. Some investors don't even want to go below 1.5% risk, but 2% risk is pretty standard. Now, with swing trading, the risk is less overall, although it's higher on the individual play meaning you're risking 2% on this one trade, where with day trading, you're risking 1%, but over the long term, you're risking less. Why? Because you're trading less. If you're trading once, right, or I shouldn't say once, if you're doing a certain amount of trades, but you're only doing one trade, you're getting in and you're waiting days, weeks, or months, you're not overly exposing yourself to more loss. With day trading, if you do five trades a day, For two weeks, you're risking 10%, right? Five times two. But you're risking 10% to make 15%, right? Assuming you want to make 1.5% per trade and you're risking 1%, you're going to get 15% over those two weeks, which is great if you do compound over the year. You can be up hundreds of percentages if you win most of the time. But in the same time, you could be in just two swing trades, and risk 4% to earn 20%, right? So you're risking almost half to make almost the same amount. Now, the numbers are theoretical, of course, right? You could lose 
with both swing trading and win day trading, right? But there's a much more manageable loss with the inverse, right? If you lose both your swing trades, you lost 4%. If you lose all those swing trades within those two weeks, you lost 10%, right? I'd rather lose uh, my 2% twice than lose 10%. Again, assuming that the worst case scenario happened with the trading techniques. Position trading is number two. And I hope I didn't rush through swing trading, right? Swing trading is finding a position, right? Finding a um, stock that you want to buy or you can swing trade options as well, futures, etc. But finding something you want to buy, only being able to, ri- only risking a certain amount for loss and aiming for a larger return over a longer period of time, days, weeks, or months. That's swing trading. So if I bought a stock XYZ, I thought stocks XYZ could go up. I'm willing to risk that it goes, I'm willing to risk 2% on the downside. So if I'm wrong, I'm willing to be wrong up to 2%, right? Or up to 1.5%, meaning if the stock goes down and it goes down 2%, I'm out of the trade. I was wrong, I lost, I move on. But if it only goes down, let's say 0.5%, I'm still in the trade because it hasn't stopped me out. And then if it goes back up, my target is now 10%. I can choose to take all my profits or a little bit of profits at that time. Right. But that risk, I'm allowing the I'm allowing myself to be wrong up to 2% of the price movement. Right. I'm allowing myself a margin to be wrong in uh for like timing, slippage, and things like that. That's swing trading. All right. And again, we're holding that trade for a couple of days weeks or months. Position trading is like the big brother to swing trading, right? You're building up equity and assets over months and years with the the goal of having equity but also having taken some profits. Now here's an example. Right? Because again we're holding these positions for months or years, right? But we're maintaining equity. Right, equity means you're maintaining ownership of shares. You're never selling out everything. Now, if I have six stocks that I like, right? Stock A, stock B, stock C, stock D, E and F, right? If stock A, B, and C are cheap relative to some professional price targets, right? What I think it could be, what analysts think it could be, like Uber, right? If analysts think it's worth seventy dollars today. Um, or this week it was trading for 40 and 50. If I wanted to build a position in Uber, I would buy Uber, right? So that we'll go back to stock A, B, and C, but I just want to give you an example of a real life company. So if, if stock A, B, and C are cheap relative, relative to price targets, right? Then it's time to buy some. Let's say I want to own a hundred shares of each, right? That's what I'm comfortable with. I want to own a hundred shares of equity in each. Well, if it's cheap, I'm looking to buy, I'm going to buy a a little bit of each of them. I was able to get 50 shares of each, right? I have a nice, I have a nice, half the position that I want before the stock moved up or I ran out of money, right? But I'm halfway in the position that I like. Now, stock D, E, and F, which I already own, are at all-time highs. Now, my goal was to get 100 shares. Let's say I got 110 shares for whatever reason. Let's say I had I had too many shares, right? It was really cheap for a while. I had some extra money and nothing else to do with it. I bought extra shares. I'm at 100 share, 110 shares. It's at an all-time high. I only wanted 100 shares. I can sell 
the extra shares and take some profits and still keep a healthy position. Maybe I want to sell more than just the 10 shares. Maybe I want to sell all the way down to 60 shares, right? I want to take 50 off the table because it's at all-time highs. I want to take some profit. If I take some profit, my goal is still 100 shares, but I'm just going to wait till it comes back down to a cheap price that I like, and I'll add back my position. Thus, I secured a good amount of profit, and I didn't lose my position in the company. I didn't lose my equity. My position may be reduced, but I didn't lose that equity, right? Now, I can keep doing this, holding my position, taking some profits at highs or reaction points, adding back to my desired equity when shares become cheap again. I can rinse and recycle this, but I can do this over a course over the course of months and years, meaning I don't have to look back at the chart because I'm not trying to grab percentages, right? It's about equity. It's about position, right? I'm not trying to grab 2% or 10%. Right, maybe a year down the line, I decide, okay, well, it's really high, the RSI is really high, um, and we're looking at macros, right? Something fundamental may have changed, or let's say there's a pandemic, you know, like something, there's a pandemic, right? Not to say that you should sell during pandemics or sell during large sell, you know, not to say that you should sell with panic, but the point is, if you have a certain level of equity and you want to take profits, you notice there's a macro trend occurring. Let's say uh, prices are becoming overvalued and your particular company is benefiting from that and maybe you think that's going to correct a little bit, you can take some profits. There's a bunch of different reasons. Let's say fundamentally you had a big position in AT&T and they cut their dividend. Maybe you want to roll some money over into a company that pays more dividends. I didn't sell any of my AT&T, by the way. I still have a very large position in AT&T. But the point is, if something changes with position trading, You don't have to look at the chart. You can follow the market, and if something changes, you go back in. But you don't ever have to look at your chart for months or years because you understand why and how you're trading. Now, here are the risk levels in order. Day traders look intraday. Intraday trading is the highest risk, right? The most volatility. Swing traders look at daily and weekly charts. This is the medium. It's a mid-level amount of risk. Right, because you're giving yourself enough time to be wrong, but you're also looking out further into the future. Also, intraday movements don't uh, bother you as much. Right, this is for the person with um, that really is not uh, super super uh, into watching volatility. Maybe you're super anxious, but this is a middle level of of um, price movement or volatility. Position traders are, that's for the lowest, right? You're looking at weekly and monthly charts. Those things really don't move very much. This is the lowest level of uh, risk, right? The longer you hold something, the less risky it becomes. Now, that's a quote on the street, right? The longer you hold something, the less risky it becomes. So with position traders, the fact that you're looking at weekly and monthly charts, you can sit through all the BS intraday and it doesn't shake you because it doesn't change how you feel about your position. Now, if something fundamental changes, obviously that's going to change the profile a little bit. But in terms of risk, right, and, and mitigating risk, position traders have the least risk, day traders have the most risk, swing traders are right in between, depending if you're doing daily um, swings or weekly swing. Uh, highest technical level of, of understanding just technical analysis, day traders have to have a high level of technical analysis. Um, and short swing traders have to have a high level of technical analysis. 
long swing traders and position traders um, have to have a better understanding of fundamental analysis, right? So technical analysis, looking at charts and signals and, and things like that, indicators. Fundamental has to do more with the company, right? Their earnings, uh, their sales, their revenue, their debt, things like that. Uh, time invested. Now, this is the biggest one. If you're looking to become rich or wealthy, time invested is very important. Day traders invest the most time, even though they sell you on the idea that they make most of their money in 15 minutes. You still have to be staring at a chart for a longer period of time several days out of the week because you making 1% of $50,000 is not a lot of money to take you through the week. You're going to have to do that a couple times during the day and a couple times during the week. So it increases the amount of time you spend in front of the computer. Swing traders look at daily and weekly charts Um, So they're not spending as much time in front of the computer as day traders because they put their trade on, they set their stop loss at 2%, and they walk away. Position traders have the lowest time investment. They find a company that has fundamentals they like, and the price point is good relative to where it's been over the last few years, and they buy, and then they walk away because they're not setting a stop loss at 2%. Right, they're looking to add to their position, add equity. So if the company goes down and fundamentals haven't really changed, they may look to add to their position depending on what their goal is. Right? And then when it gets to a position that they want to sell, they decide whether or not they want to sell to make profit. But those uh time span are months and years apart. So you're really not very active in the market, but you can build wealth. I don't want to say relatively quickly, but you can will wealth uh, very intelligently that way with less risk uh, because you're on the further end of the spectrum in terms of time invested and the necessity of of being uh, vulnerable to volatility. I got you here on a Saturday. That's love. Truly. If you have any questions, you know you have direct access to me on Instagram and Twitter. Just search Market Adventures Podcast. And if you haven't already, head to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating for the show. I haven't asked in a long time, and now I am asking. Go and leave a five-star rating for the show. It's super quick. You can just type, I love listening, and that's it. doesn't have to be super deep. That five stars what matters because it gets us to rank up higher. Love you all. By the way, if you didn't enter that $50 Amazon giveaway, you can be just like Austin and also get access to my paid level of subscription for the newsletter. If you like free money, you like free stock tips, you like free education, go to marketadventures.co slash giveaway for your chance. You will get a $50 Amazon gift away and, again, that newsletter for a whole year. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham, saying be well. And remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. Adventure.